Hello. It's the Turdy Pod coming at you. <laughs> Back in the driver's seat. Oh my god. Okay, hello everybody. I'm Nia D'Amelio. He's Trent Dozier. Yes, welcome to the Tournament Podcast. Um, before we go any further, we want to introduce a very special guest. Mm. An attorney at Pod himself, in mm-hmm. fact. And that's our friend, <laughs> Teddy Jones. What's hey, up, Teddy? Oh, man, it's good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I should have prompted like... you with a question. No, I had like... Yeah, you had, left like, a, a long pause there. Well, I had like two or three different like introductions slash greetings that I wanted to say, and I think that I uh, they all happened at once. Hey, guys, yeah. it's good to see you. <laughs> yeah. He went with the classic, oh! <laughs> it, it was really close to the, like, the, what's that? From the Super Bowl commercial from, like, yeah. 2001. But it, oh, se- yeah. it yes. seemed a little too much. So uh, I still ended up with the same thing, kind of. No, that would have been legendary. We love that. What we got, though, was also legendary. <laughs> Thank from you. Attorney at Pod, Teddy Jones. He is yes. an Attorney at Pod. Yes, Teddy's here. He's a... Uh, Long, long time listener, first time guest, mm-hmm. um, and long, long, long time friend of mine. Uh, Theodore and I went to college together. We've known each other for nine years. One of my, one of the first people I ever met on campus. Indeed. Wow. Small campus, and boom. Small. Immediate connection. Gotta love it. Immediately. Because yeah. we were, we both sing, and that's how we met. Um, <laughs> Nothing like but, nine uh, years of friendship that begins at an audition. There's like definitely a, <laughs> there's something. Yeah, that's vulnerability. Oh, um, I mean, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Trent has also met Teddy, and we, you know, we're all friends now. Yeah, we've yeah. eaten so many tacos together. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the many. one time that Trent and Teddy hung out, we went to the same Mexican restaurant twice in one day. Yeah. Once for lunch and once for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like a four-hour break in between. And man, I've never made a better decision in my life. It was the right decision. A restaurant so nice, we simply had to eat there twice. <laughs> um, but today we're not here to talk about restaurants. No. Or food, even. Mm-mm. Maybe. Yeah, kind sort of. of. Indirectly. There's, yeah, certainly. Today we, certainly like it there. Yeah. Today we are talking mm-hmm. about something that Teddy suggested we do. Mm-hmm. And I was very excited about it because... It, um, the thing that we're doing is, was a big part of my life growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and our subject today is a one Weird Al Yankovic, and we will be talking about his best songs. That's and right. And we're asking which Weird Al song is the best Weird Al song. Wow. The um, man Teddy... who made accordion cool. Yes. <laughs> Truly it. First of all, yes. Um, Teddy, why, if I may ask, why did you... Why were you like, we got to do Weird Al? What does Weird Al mean to you, et cetera? Sure. Uh, I mean, I think like like you, I I don't know exactly what your time frame was as far as like being a devoted and like devout listener of Weird Al. <laughs> but like, I think I pretty much exclusively listened to Weird Al and the Beatles up until like fifth grade. Like all of my musical mm. like exposure until the age of whatever fifth grade is, uh, was Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Uh, like, mm-hmm. and like, li- like I, in, pre- in preparation for this, I've like listened to a lot of his stuff and just kind of like going back over it and absolutely getting why I loved it so much. But also like when you listen to nothing but Weird Al, like his voice does start to get a little much. Um, yeah. so I just, I, if my parents are listening, I'm going to send this to him. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know how much you probably had to listen to it for such a, <laughs> such a long span of time, but I mean, he's, uh, I think what I really appreciate about it now is that, like, he's, like, a genre shuffle button. And I think having mm-hmm. exposure to, like, so many different genres at a young age, I think, sets you up for, like, a, you know, not to toot my own horn, um, but I'm gonna. I mean, I think it sets you up from a pretty <laughs> for a pretty good, like, uh, appreciation for music because you're listening to, like, yeah. boom, like, a, a parody of Green Day and then a parody of, like, TLC and then a parody of like something from the 70s that you have no idea what it is because you're not really at that time but like it, you, you're getting all these different flavors and he's just like objectively hilarious both to both to like a eight-year-old and to like a 28-year-old he's I think pretty timeless and um 
Yeah, that's, I think, I was like, you know what, he's got a lot. And I think, Nia, I texted you about this, like, I think a month ago or something. And I was like, I'm having some second thoughts, wondering if this is a good idea. Like, I'm not sure if he's as much of a cultural force as I assume he is, because he was a big deal for me. But I don't know if he's enough of a big deal for like everyone to actually get a lot of people uh, interested in the in the tournament. But uh, you reassure me that you're pretty sure that he is. So I'm I'm looking I'm pretty... forward to seeing how people go with this one. <laughs> I am pretty sure that he is. And that's because I, I think like within the last year, the New York Times did sort of like a big op-ed about him. Really? That was like, why is he so enduring? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I, Weird Al to me was, um, I'm going to say this, and I I mean it in a good way. It's going to sound bad, but I feel like Weird Al was the, was what, like, Kids Bop should be. Like, like Kids Bop oh. redoes real songs, but, like, Weird Al, I think that's why so many kids listen to him, is because he changes the words, but, like, also adults listen, because, like, anybody, it's funny, it's comedy. I, I don't know, it's like, mm. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but... I said this to Teddy yesterday, and I know, Trent, that I've said it to you before. Weird Al, I believe, was my first and possibly last cassette tape. Um, Because when I was a kid, I was, like, just reaching the end of the cassette player and the beginning of the CD player. Yep. And all I remember playing in my cassette tape player was um, Weird Al, the TV UHF. Was it UHF? Of, like, the TV songs, I think... Oh, uh, or like TV themed songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then every time he he drops an album, I feel like everyone is like, ah. And no also, Weird Al just dropped. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Weird Al just <laughs> dropped. Um, but also, I feel like you know, in doing research for this episode, Weird Al is one of like three artists who has had a top ten hit in the last four decades in yeah. all four of the last decades so, I, actually, like, I, I, I think he is absolutely a cultural force i noted the same thing and so those five it's five because there were three before him and the two have come after him and those five people are michael jackson madonna u2 weird al and the fifth kenny g yeah <laughs> <laughs> Same is, hair, same oh man, hair. Really, really. Yeah. <laughs> he does have the same hair, and I think that really rounds out the like. Man, I, I, I saw that stat too, and I just got so happy. Um, and, and yeah, that absolutely validated it for me too. So, everyone out there listening, yeah. hope you did your research because he's. It's a fun dive. And and as always, um, with music episodes, we have made a companion playlist. So if yeah. you don't know Weird Al, it's sixteen songs. All the 16 that are on the bracket, so you can listen to it, and then you can vote. It's a breeze. It's only an hour. Yeah. Unlike, Perfect. Unlike our uh, One Hit Wonder playlist, which was like three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Still listen exactly. to it. but um, <laughs> I know, but it's a good playlist. Yeah. It's good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Um, I, 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 I want to know, and I don't know if this, these are metrics that we'll be able to collect at all, <laughs> but like the number of people who are voting who like have no exposure to Weird Al or maybe just like didn't really like him. And uh, if, if, if you're, I, I'm, I'm curious, I want to know like what people's impressions, like as first impressions as adults are of him. I'm curious personally, mm. but yeah. maybe I just need to like if talk a... to more people in my life about it and just poke them about it. If you're new to Weird Al because of this pod, let us know what you think and we will con- communicate that to Teddy. Um, Thank you. Should we should we dive in? The the last thing I'll say actually is that we are doing this this week because Weird Al's birthday is on Saturday, the twenty third. Wow! So happy birthday, Al! Yes, yeah, I thought that it would be nice to, you know, maybe I don't know, maybe he'll see it. Maybe I'm he'll always listen. He seems like the kind of guy who googles himself. Who knows? No, that's probably maybe? not true. He does not <laughs> seem like that to me. He seems pretty uninteresting. No, he's got better things to do. Absolutely. Um, okay, cool. Let's do it. Okay, here are, first off, the songs that did not make the cut. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, this is a 16-seed tournament, meaning there are only 16 songs in the tournament. Um, he's got hundreds of songs? <laughs> yeah, I think so. So we're not going to name all the songs, but there are one, two, three, four, five, six, there seven, eight, There are songs nine, that were on the list that yeah. I pulled from. 
These are these are ten songs that were basically in contention for right. the bracket. These are the last ten songs cut, and they are Ricky, Foil, King of Swede. <laughs> it's all about the Pentium. <laughs> You're pitiful. I love Rocky Road, Couch Potato, Perform This Way, and My Bologna. 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 My Bologna. I think that's how pr- he pronounces it in the in the song. My Bologna. Yeah, you know, it, I, I, I I can't see any of those really going too far. Maybe Couch Potato, but other than that, I really don't see any of those songs having too much of a shot. So I think that's they're, they're they have their place in the overall. Oof. But um, not necessarily in this uh, in this podcast or tournament, right? And then and then I told Teddy that there were, um, of that list, I think Ricky was definitely on that cassette tape that I had. So mm-hmm. like, that was an important Weird Al song for me. Yeah. Um, what is that covering? Mickey, it, yeah. but oh, it's about I love Ricky, Lucy. Rick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know how we do. Um, but there's two songs that I want to mention, and one of them I absolutely know why it's not on this list, and it's it's This Is The Life, and that is an original song by him. I don't think it's parodying anything specifically. It was a movie theme, maybe, mm. um, but that's one of my favorite Weird Al songs, um, and it's like very vaudeville kind of. It's from the 80s, I think. Um, and then, of course... I need to talk about his Beach Boys parody, Pancreas, from uh, 2006's Straight Outta Linwood. Yep. Pancreas is the greatest tribute to Brian Wilson that has ever existed. It is all of the album Smile in one song, and it's about how your pancreas works. <laughs> and to me, it's just like, you know, the biggest Beach Boys fan, and Al is like such a good musician. Like, he doesn't miss anything. And so if you are a Beach Boys devotee and you have not heard Pancreas, go listen to that. So those are two that I wanted to mention. Sure. Um, I think I I put together a short list. There's a few, like, I love the song Albuquerque. When I was younger, I used to be able to recite it, like, front to back, which also I think was really, Mm -hmm. really annoying uh, for everyone in my life. Um, Kind of, like, lesser known, (laughs) he has a song called Isle Thing, which is a parody of the song, like, Wild Thing, Dun, Dun, Dun. Uh, But it's literally about Gilligan's Island. Um, It's about, like, him meeting a girl, (laughs) and he goes over to her house, and she's, like, watching just reruns of Gilligan's Island, and then they just he just describes the show, which is, I think, so genius. Um, And then the other one I really like, for some reason, which wouldn't go far, but his song Waffle King, which is kind of like a parody of Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel and then Dirty Laundry by Don Henley. Um, and just has like, <laughs> it's, it's essentially him saying he makes the be- best waffles in the world and like everyone needs to bow down to him. And one of my favorite lines, which is, I want to see you grovel, you waffle eating fools, which just like for some reason gets to me. I want to see you grovel, you waffle eating fools, which is good. Um, and I don't know it's if this so really aggressive. it really is that song is aggressive. Um, and I don't know if this this doesn't fit into here, but just another tidbit I came across. And it was on the Wikipedia. He so Weird Al is super. He wants to get permission, even though he legally can make songs under the like Fair Parody Act or whatever. It's not the act, but um, in copyright law, parrot satire is yep. an exception to having to pay. That's it. Or whatever. So, um, but he makes a point to make sure he has the um, permission from artists. And most artists are like, hell yeah, like it, it means that I made it. So they're mm-hmm. cool with it. But famously, Paul McCartney um, refused him the opportunity. He wanted to parody Live and Let Die as Chicken Pot Pie. And like, ugh. ugh. I'm angry about it. Like, imagining what Paul. could have been. I know. <laughs> Chicken pie pie. Uh, would have been good. But, yeah, those are the ones that just come to mind. And, again, they would not win. I, I, I know that. But those are just a couple that have some soft spots in my heart. I'm glad that we – I just wanted to, you know, every, like, like Trent said, he has, like, a billion songs. Yeah. And so, you know, there's something for everybody. And he's so, he's like literally a genius. And uh, he's such a great actual like musician. And so if, if there's an artist that Weird Al has covered and 
you like them and you haven't heard the Weird Al song, I bet you'll like it. Yeah. So it's like go, usually the go exact find some of those gems. Yeah, it's usually the exact same music, just different lyrics, which are hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. Okay. <clears throat> Get into it. Let's do it. Great. First, we will go over the matchups on the left side of the bracket. Then we will get into it. Then we'll move over to the right side of the bracket, and then we'll get into it. Cool. Here we go. The left side of the bracket, the upper half of the region, is the number one seed, Eat It, versus the 16th seed, Pretty Fly for a Rabbi. The eight seeded, Canadian Idiot, versus the ninth seeded, Another One Rides the Bus. The four seeded, Like a Surgeon, versus the 13 seeded The Saga Begins, and the five seeded Amish Paradise versus the 12 seeded Word Crimes. So we we start with the number one seed, Eat It, versus the 16 seeded Pretty Fly for a Rabbi. Eat It, of course, a parody of Michael Jackson's Beat It, and Pretty, Pretty Fly for a Rabbi is a parody of Pretty Fly for a White Guy, by the offspring. Yes. Um, I think there's a clear winner here, and I think that it's Eat It. Yep. Um, I know that Pretty Fly for a Rabbi, I feel like it was out at the time when I was a kid, and I feel like I did hear it a lot at the time, but I feel like Eat It has had an endurance, like a staying power. Um, and that's because... Michael Jackson is very good <laughs> and yeah. that song rocks um, I'm a big fan of Eat It and I also we're going to talk about Fat later but I just love that he both Michael Jackson songs that like are big for him are about food yeah. <laughs> we can talk about food yeah he likes like it like we said we were going to yeah like listening to Pretty Fly for a Rabbi it's pretty it's pretty funny but I, I think I'm there with you it's like I, I think there's no way that Eat It is not going to, to come out of this one. I think Eat It is also kind of funny because it's just like about a picky eater. It's like just forcing your kid mm-hmm. to eat stuff they don't want to, which mm-hmm. we can all relate to, right, us parents? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a parent, but no, I imagine that's a pretty universal thing. It also, the song at the time peaked at number 12 on the Billboard charts. It won a Grammy for Best Comedy Recording, and Michael Jackson liked it. So, well, I don't know. Yeah, There's man. not much more to say. That, that's yep. substance. Fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Eat It will face the winner of the eight-seated Canadian Idiot and the ninth-seated Another One Rides the Bus. Canadian Idiot, of course, a parody of American Idiot by Green Day, and Another One Rides the Bus is a parody of Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. Mm-hmm. This one is interesting because um, Another One Rides the Bus is like his first single, almost. It's like his first song. And it is also the only song on this list that is like accordion-based. Yes. <laughs> yep. But that's like important. That's Weird Al. In the New York Times <clears throat> op-ed that I referenced earlier, there was a traveling music instrument salesman that came to the Yankovic house and was selling instruments. And Weird Al was like, I want a guitar. And his mother was like, no, you're getting an accordion. <laughs> and that's why he plays the accordion. Well, the, um, fun, the fun reason behind that as well. So there's a really famous uh, accordion player from like the, I think, early 20th to mid 20th century named Frankie Yankovic. It was unrelated to Weird Al, um, but I guess the story goes that uh, <laughs> I think his dad was like, well, there might as well be another famous accordion playing Yankovic in the world. I'm like, what a, what a terrible idea, but uh, not not a necessary reason to like, you know, force an instrument on a kid. But like Weird Al is exceptionally good at the accordion. He is very, yeah. very talented. Um, so I'm and glad, I'm glad that's what one, he ended up with. And another one rides the bus is, is like good like even if you are not like enthusiastic about the accordion aspect of it um 
And and for it to be like his first song and it's obviously comedy, like it's very good. Yep. Like you can see where he's going. Um, and Brian May liked it. And in an interview, he actually called him Mad Al. He was like, there's some guy named Mad Al who did a cover and it's really funny. Um, but I don't think that it will beat Canadian Idiot. You know, I'm I'm on the same page. I think currently Canadianism is having a moment. Like you hear people like I think I think Letter Kenny as a TV show has taken off in the last couple of years. You hear everyone mm. calling everyone Bud. I just fe- I hear people quoting that TV show all the time because it's a really funny TV show. But I think that like as of right now, the Canadian culture is like in, and so mm-hmm. I think people are resonated with it. Also. I, I totally understand all of your valid points about another one rides the bus first song and all that. I think the lyrics and the overall jokes in Canadian Canadian idiot are just better. I think they are. They're a lot yeah. more clever. They, the songs came out 23 years apart. And right. I think that really shows like he's, he's honed his craft. And I think yes. 2006 I, Canadian idiot, I think will will take out 1983. Another one rides the bus. And, like, it can't be understated how big American Idiot was right. at the time right. that, that that Straight Out of Linwood came out. That was, like, the biggest album for, like, a year. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think, I think I that'll Green do it. I Green Day when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, cried over Billy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will say, mm-hmm. I don't have a relationship with Weird Al mm-hmm. at all. Um, outside of maybe the saga begins. I mean, I've heard I've heard his stuff, but like he's not ingrained into me like the two of you. Uh, before recording this podcast this afternoon, I listened to all sixteen songs. Well, for me, and you know, hearing a lot of these for the first time, I think a lot of his stuff sounds very similar. The genres of music are all different, but some of the tricks he uses, mm. like that he uses like a little fart thing in more than one song. Oh yeah, a little sound effect. To, to <laughs> me, and maybe this is because it was early and now he's honed into more of a, a machine churning stuff out. Mm. Another one, Rides the Bus, sounds different yeah. than everything else. Mm. And I think it is probably because it's accordion based, but like, you know, he's a brilliant musician and like to me, if I was voting, which I don't, never <laughs> voted, never going to, but if I was voting, I personally would push through another one, Rides the Bus, just based purely off of one listen ever of each song. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's me. Like like Teddy was wondering, who's voting on this, you know? Mm-hmm. If I was someone who was like, I'll listen to the playlist and then I'll vote. I don't know how many of our voters are going to be like that, you know? Yeah. And how many are just don't know. hardcore Weird Al heads? Mm-hmm. I want, I, I want, I want there to be tight races. I, I really do. Like, I, I think, yeah. I think, um, uh, I, th- I think there's a little up, and, and, and it's number eight versus number nine. So by the metrics, it's like, man, it's toss up. Anybody's game. Yeah. Anybody's game. We love a tight race. Yeah. Speaking of metrics, uh, <laughs> we've uh, made a horrible oversight. We didn't go over the metrics. Right. For how things got seated. Ah. Um, Nia, mm-hmm. you found six sources yes. ranking Weird Al songs, mm-hmm. those being the Billboard Top 10 of 2014, Rolling Stone, Far Out Magazine, Radio X, Rare, and Indie 88. Which is, Indie 88 is also a radio station. Great. Um, Trustworthy. And then from mm-hmm. there, you averaged out, <laughs> as as usual, you've averaged out their rankings. Yes. Plus, they were weighted the more um, articles they were mentioned in. That's correct. Um, and that produced the seeding the for seeding. this tournament. Right. The unique thing about these lists, I will say, as opposed to every other time we've done lists and then averaged out and played that game, mm-hmm. is that all six of these lists were only top tens. Mm. And so... Sometimes we do lists that are top 10s and then top 25 and then like we have to change the numbers and whatever, whatever. But there were lots of places that were like top 10 Weird Al songs. And I feel like that is also kind of like his sweet spot Mm. is like even though he's got a ton of songs, Mm -hmm. there are some that are just so 
huge that like it's only 10 like you can only really yeah talk about 10 yeah. um across the board but that's how it happened and that's how we got rid of those additional 10 um, mm-hmm. that appeared on all those lists yeah so that's how we did it only only the top four appeared on all six lists mm-hmm. got it interesting, interesting <laughs> very interesting um okay so circling back in the end you both think Canadian Idiot will move on to face Eat It. Personally, I do. Me as well. I, I, I really do. I think I think both from the, the aspect of the, the general songs that people voting in this are probably going to be more resonating with, but also mm-hmm. eh, I think it's just a little more, a little more polished, a little more clean. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that gives us the potential matchup then in the quarterfinals of the one-seeded Eat It versus the eight-seeded Canadian Idiot. Now, I know both of you uh, just sang the praises of Eat It. <clears throat> I will say... Oh, here I, we go! I will say when I... <laughs> you know, it's the first song on the playlist because it's the number one seed. That's right. And then the next, like, four or five songs, I was like, dang, is Eat It really the number one seed? Felt like the... Felt a little, felt a little weak. Quite I'm, frankly, I'm actually know. kind of on. <laughs> I'm kind of on on trend. Like, yeah, I, I sang, I sang the praises of Eat It in relation to Pretty Fly for a Rabbi. I, I think that, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that I, there are a couple other here, uh, a couple other songs that I were surprised were not seated higher. Um, mm. So I, I think Canadian Idiot's probably going to run this one versus Eat It. Wow, I, I do. I think it's going to be a eight upsetting the one. Okay, you're both insane. Mm. I am absolutely taking Eat It, and I think that I think that White and Nerdy should have been like if I were to make this by myself, White and Nerdy should be the number one seed, but Eat It should absolutely be two. And mm-hmm. so that it is only that they're only flipped. Man, I really do think that Eat It, like a surgeon. And White and Nerdy are, like, I'll, his most important work. I'll say this about Eat It, especially compared to White and Nerdy. White and Nerdy, the song, I feel as though the lyrics of the song are consistent the whole way through. Mm-hmm. With Eat It, <clears throat> as Teddy was alluding to, it it's about trying to get your kid to eat his vegetables. But that's really only the first verse. Mm. In the second verse... He's talking about eating pie and eating other things, and then it's it just feels less focused to me than like the the next six songs I listen to. All right, personally. Okay, so you uh, so you would also take Canadian Idiot, is what you said. I mean, I would have taken another one rides the bus all the oh, way right. through, but right, right, but right. I I don't know. I, I don't, like this though. I don't have fingers mm-hmm. on the pulse. You know, you're gonna take, but. So I'm Teddy's going to take Canadian Idiot. Yeah, I'll speak for the voters who are only listening for the first time. <laughs> and I'll say, another one rides the bus, goes to the... And I'm taking Eat It. I love this. We already have three different answers. This is great. The top left part. Okay. track of. But yeah, I love it. I think, I think, I think I'm right, but um, I love it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Okay. The bottom left, the first matchup, is the four-seeded Like a Surgeon versus the 13-seeded the saga begins. The four seated, uh, like a surgeon, of course, a uh, parody of "Like a Virgin" by Madonna, and the saga begins, a parody of "American Pie" by Don McLean. As Nia knows, it's arguably "American Pie" is arguably my favorite song of all time. Yeah. Um, and I will say, as I mentioned earlier, the saga begins is really the only Weird Al song that I have any relationship with. Yeah. And I think it's because. Um, I don't know if Radio Disney was still bopping around when you guys were young, but because uh, I'm a little older than you two. <clears throat> but I think the Saga Begins was played on Radio Disney all the time. Um, and that plus the combination of I Love American Pie. Yeah. I love, I love, I love that song. That's so funny that you bring up Radio Disney because there, I should have put this in the notes, but there is a song about the Saga Begins or a story about the saga begins being on Radio Disney. Mm. And it's that the line she's did you see him hitting on the queen? Cuz he's just they 9 and she's 14. It. Yes, <laughs> they used to edit that part out and so it skipped. Mm. And Al didn't like that it skipped and mm. so he re-recorded that part for Radio Disney. To wow. be, did you see him talking to the queen? Incredible. Yeah. 
Um, Weird Al is kids bop. Okay. Is is like saying hitting on, I guess, guess, is that like uncouth for a a young audience? At least it it was in the early 2000s, I guess. Yeah, I was about to say like in 1999, obviously, it was Uncouth. In the notes section, you have it here that Don McLean, singer of American Pie, loves the saga begins and sometimes he almost sings the saga begins version live because his list his kids listened to it so much when it originally came out that is he has said that that would be phenomenal. imagine imagine i mean like is don mclean still touring like does he still go around playing music like okay but imagine it's a great question imagine it's the early 2000s where i imagine he still was and he's like it bring it brings it down he's just got his acoustic just a spotlight on him and you like actually hear him say like this here anakin guy maybe vader someday later (laughs) like you know and and you could tell it was a mistake but that's like that's raw power that that al had harnessed is like he he changed the lyrics of of the person who wrote it like he ah man so that Mm -hmm. that that's that's awesome i think the saga begins is gonna win this one i think yeah i think easily um and and I I'll say that I don't know any of the words to American Pie, and I know every single word to the Saga Begins. Yep. And uh, it is, it is probably the most important Weird Al song to me, like that is on the bracket. Mm-hmm. There are two songs on this bracket that I know the Weird Al words, and Better. not and not yeah. the real words. Yeah. And this is one of them. Um, and I think it what works about the saga begins is that that song is so iconic, mm-hmm. and that song is about music and like a specific event in music. Um, but the day the music died, exactly. And then Weird Al's parody is also about something very important to American culture. Mm-hmm. Like he picked something very different, but like just as. Mm-hmm. culturally relevant mm-hmm. for the tune and i just feel like it's a good i don't know he really nailed it with that one you mean that really nailed you it. mean that specifically star wars episode one is extremely important to american culture <laughs> <Right>. no <laughs> yes specifically that. just star wars not the phantom menace i, um, I disagree are, but okay <laughs> are either of you surprised that it wasn't seated higher yes I was. I was yes. surprised that Like a Surgeon is... I, I like Like a Surgeon quite a bit. I think it's really funny. And um, yeah, it, it, in case you don't know, that song is about a incompetent surgeon or mm-hmm. a new novice surgeon who's making a bunch of mistakes. Just hilarious fodder for all kinds of comedy <laughs> lines. But yeah, I think the saga begins, like like you were saying, Trent, like, you know, you don't have a lot of experience with, with Weird Al and, and I don't hold that against you at all. But like, this is... <laughs> But this is like Thank the you. song that you know because of its like widespread play on like an entirely different platform, and I, that makes it surprising to me that it's not higher on the seating list than thirteen. But that's yeah. math, yeah. man. Ah. I know. I was also surprised, but you know, every single song in our bracket has the potential to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, we're putting it through this round. I think. It, um, I think it has the chance to go all the way the notes for like a surgeon it peaked at number 47 on the charts impressive mm-hmm. and nia what's this all about it <laughs> says madonna was sort of integral to the development of the song so i read that somebody like on her team mentioned her ter- and this is the 80s so like yeah he's just he's like not a cultural icon yet he is like a guy who has just come onto the scene in the last couple of years who this does is, parody songs this is for a, a second yeah, album. deep deep cut and somebody on her team said you know it could be really funny if weird al parodied you and she was like okay and she's she's on the single cover with him wow and so she was like part she was part of it um and like teddy said you know he gets he gets permission from the artists. This was like sort of like, sort of like how Teddy came to us with this idea for a podcast episode. Madonna came to Weird Al and said, "Will you, will you parody?" Almost uh, exactly so. the same kind of scenario. Actually, almost exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teddy's a bit of a bigger star than Madonna, but <laughs> otherwise, yeah, pretty identical. He is. Oh, man. Uh, but with all that being said, we all think the 13 seed saga begins advances. Yeah. Yes. Easy upset. Okay, next matchup. 
the five-seeded Amish Paradise versus the 12-seeded Word Crimes. Amish Paradise, of course, the parody of Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. And, and Word Crimes is the parody of Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke and Pharrell. The maligned Robin Thicke. Um, <laughs> the much maligned. This, this, maligned. This number five Amish Paradise is what I was alluding to when I was saying I'm surprised that others were not higher. I literally think that this would have been number one. I was expecting that. Um, mm. This, this <clears throat> I, I, I think Amish Paradise will win the whole bracket personally wow yeah okay i, I think it, it'll it'll blow past i just i feel like that's that's one that people to me at least in my experience people who have no other wise knowledge of weird al they usually know amish paradise mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that that's that's just, that's just my thought yeah these these two songs are the fifth and sixth highest peaking songs he had on the billboard mm-hmm. charts Word Crimes got up to 39, uh, which is his uh, fifth highest, and Amish Paradise got up to 53, which was his sixth highest. Teddy, I agree with you about Amish Paradise. It, it is one of the, like, to me, white and nerdy, Amish Paradise, fat, those are the ones that I had heard of. Mm. The saga begins, of course, obviously. Yeah. Um, but Amish Paradise, like I was saying about white and nerdy, it, it's like a complete song. This, there's like a, a through line. The story's all the way through, unlike Eat It, in my opinion. In my opinion! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's great, and I, I just, you know, Word Crimes is fine to me, and I, I honestly think it probably peaked as high as it did because Blurred Lines was such a popular song. It was like, yeah, song. out of this world popular. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think this is... Amish paradises to lose like and I do think that it it is also that song is very important for him and I will also say about word crimes that like mandatory fun which is the album that word crimes is on my my favorite song from mandatory fun is his parody of happy which is called tacky mm-hmm. um and it didn't even make any of the list another and so I just feel like I'm Yes, another Pharrell song. Two on one um, album. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, Word Crimes, I remember it being very big. And I remember Mandatory Fun being very big when it came out. People mm-hmm. were like, he's back! <laughs> Even though like he had released an album like three years prior or something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Amish Paradise is very much in the, in the, cult, in the zeitgeist. Um, and it will go on. Now... Yes. The Saga Begins versus Amish Paradise. This is tough. That's going to be a rough, rough matchup for me emotionally. I'm going to take The Saga Begins. I will also take it. I will also take it. But will not be surprised at all if Amish Paradise. Yeah, I agree. I I think, I don't think it's going to be a steamroll. I think there will be, because like all the reasons we were talking about before, Saga Begins is extremely... Well known and extremely liked for a lot of reasons, but I I really think that Amish Paradise has a little bit of. I think I think it represents Weird Al a little bit more than mm. the Saga Begins does. I think it's more representative of, of the the kind of song that he normally puts out. It's a little bit more of like this is what he's about versus the Saga Begins, which is funny, but it's more of just like a, a retelling of the plot, which mm-hmm. you know he does it well. But I think Amish Paradise is like really his wheelhouse and i think it's him at his finest so yeah yeah but again i hmm? I don't know i don't know i i think the winner of the saga begins in amish paradise will win the left side of the bracket i think so too yep i'm there with you so then that means left side of the bracket winner for teddy is going to be amish paradise over canadian idiot Mm -hmm. and then nia will have the saga begins over eat it mm-hmm. and i'll have the saga begins over another one rides the bus love it this is great 
I'm having fun. We move. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> we move to the we move to the right side of the bracket. The matchups are as follows: the two seated white and nerdy versus the 15 seated handy. The seven seated trapped in the drive through versus the 10 seated bedrock anthem. The three seated smells like Nirvana versus the 14 seated living with a hernia. And the six seated fat versus the 11 seated I lost on Jeopardy. We start with the Two-seated, white and nerdy versus the 15-seated handy. White and nerdy, of course, a parody of Right and Dirty by Chamillionaire and Crazy Bones. <laughs> and handy is the parody of Fancy by Iggy Azalea. Mm-hmm. Look, white and nerdy. I mean, that was like a... This isn't a contest. <laughs> this, this is his. This is his biggest song. It peaked at number nine. It is yeah. his only top ten hit. Yep. Um, Chameleoner liked he it. He liked it. He bragged about <laughs> having it on his MySpace page before the song was released. He was able to get it on his MySpace page before it was out for the public, and that's a big bragging point for Chameleoner. So incredible. He loved it. And I think that this. I was thinking about this song. Because I was, it was huge. So this came out in 2006, and I was just entering middle school. Yep. Then. Same. And this was played at every dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was so important to to my generation. And I feel like White and Nerdy speaks to Weird Al's demographic in a way that, like, like he had... He had parodied hip hop songs before, like mm-hmm. Amish Paradise, but like White and Nerdy, I, we can all be like, this is for all of us, the yeah. Weird Al fans. I want to meet the like seven Amish people who really like Amish Paradise. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think you're totally right. I think something about being in sixth grade and kind of realizing your identities that are associated with you and that you've come to cultivate over time. And you're like, man, he just said all of them. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, a, <laughs> and, and handy is his second best hardware related song behind hardware store. I like the song hardware store more than handy. Um, and the fact that it's not even his best hardware related song. <laughs> yeah. Kick it to the curb, man. White nerdy for hours and days upon end. I really do like Handy. I love the video for Handy. But, Ooh, I haven't seen it. But yeah, this is White and Nerdy all the way. Yeah. White and Nerdy will take on the wiener. The wiener. The wiener? The winner. <laughs> the winner of the seven-seated Trapped in the Drive-Thru versus the ten-seated Bedrock Anthem. Uh, trapped in the Drive-Thru, a parody of R. Kelly's infamous Trapped in the Closet. And... Um, What's the other one? Bedrock Anthem. <laughs> Sorry. Bedrock Anthem. Oh, this one was interesting. Bedrock Anthem was a parody of two Red Hot Chili Pepper songs, Under the Bridge and Give It Away. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. The first half of the yeah. song is Under the Bridge. The second half of the song is Give It Away. Yeah, because you like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. I do. I do like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I would imagine that would have been jarring to hear the it shift. W- <laughs> and, and it it's was. not what you're expecting. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't. <laughs> In fact, I thought there was then going to be more Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. Mm, just like a medley. Yeah, because yeah, it's just, I it's just the opening of Under the Bridge. Yeah, I would have liked a, ch- a Chili Pepper medley about the mm-hmm. Flintstones, but it, it was not that. Well, Flea said that that Bedrock Anthem was unimaginative, and he likes Weird Al generally, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers were not impressed with his parody of them. Nor was I. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be on on Trent's team there. I think, unlike the saga begins, which is describing Phantom Menace in a humorous way, I think yeah. Bedrock Anthem is just like describing the Flintstones, just by listing off the characteristics of the Flintstones, totally um, without totally. it being that funny. So I, th- I think it would have been a lot funnier if he did incorporate parodies of some of their other well-known songs, of which there are many. But yeah. Um, yeah, number 10 for Bedrock Anthem, I was surprised about. Um, it has, mm-hmm. It's never really been one of my favorite songs. It's like one of the, the songs that made me realize who the Red Hot Chili Peppers are. So I'm grateful for that. <laughs> but listening to the Dra- Trapped in the drive through all like 10 minutes and 15 seconds of it earlier, I was like cackling to myself. It's really, it, really good. <laughs> it is so good. Yeah. And I I feel like because it's 10 minutes long, you know, not everybody has maybe heard it. And then, of course, 
now R. Kelly is maligned for all kinds of reasons, but I feel like even at the time that Trapped in the Closet came out, it Trapped in the Closet has never been R. Kelly's most famous song either. It no. it was very much a weird project that we all sort of were like, what is going on? <laughs> and it has like 50 parts to it. It is like never ending. Um, I don't even know if you can find it anymore, because of R. Kelly. <laughs> but, That's fine. But don't, it's not, don't go find but it. You don't need to watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Trapped it's... in the drive-thru is so unbelievably clever. Yeah, you, the music video is animated, and you made me watch the music video, <laughs> and it was yeah. a worthwhile investment of it's, 10 minutes. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I hope that it goes through. I think it I think it will. Yeah, I think I think it's 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 funnier. It's like playing off the fact that like trapped in the closet is just like crazy. What? How does this even happen? Versus trapped in the drive-through, which is just describing like extremely mundane happenings in yes. ten minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 really good. Like when his wife thought he said liver, and it takes like a minute to have them figure out that he didn't yeah. say liver. Yeah, that's good. Just yeah. listen to it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna describe it further. But yeah, I th- I think yeah. I think that's gonna be a no brainer there. For sure. So we we all love Trapped in the Drive Thru. We all think it's going to go through. But do any of us think it will be white and nerdy? No. Even though I prefer it to white and nerdy personally, it doesn't deserve to be white and nerdy. And I, I know that. And I truly don't think that it, it has a snowball's chance of yeah. being white and nerdy. Yeah. Okay. The bottom half of the right side of the bracket, the three-seated Smells Like Nirvana versus the 14-seated Living with a Hernia. Uh, smells like Nirvana, a parody of "Smells Like Teen Teen Spirit" by Nirvana, and um, "Living with a Hernia" is a parody of "Living in America" by James Brown. I did not know James Brown sung "Living in America." Me I don't either. think I did either. No, I, it's like a song that I you hear periodically on the radio, and it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like James Brown. <laughs> Right. Like, and James yeah. Brown sounds like James Brown, and that song does yes. not. Is not. Yes. It's pretty ambiguously him. Agreed. Fully agreed. Um, any thoughts on living with a hernia? Um, Wasn't for me, personally. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't really have any thoughts. I, I feel like I... There are, there are Weird Al songs that live in my head, and there are Weird Al titles that live in my head, and this is one of them. Sure, and title. I, yes, and I think that I just, like, because it is so specific, like, it's about a hernia, and as a kid, I'm like, what is that? That's a funny word. Like, totally. It... I know of it, but like it never had any kind of impact on me at all. The one, the one part of that song I like is when at the end they're like yelling all the different medical terminologies for all the different kinds of hernias. <laughs> Lumbar hernia, obstructive, and like stuff like that, which I think is really funny. But other than that, yeah, um, yeah, I, I feel similarly. When I was listening to it as a, a youth, it resonated mm-hmm. with me like zero, which yeah. makes it hard for me to resonate with it right now. As someone who also yeah. does not experience hernias. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, smells Like Nirvana, I think, is the song I'm most excited to talk about. Okay. Uh, it peaked at number 35. And as Nia has listed here, Kurt Cobain considered it a sign that Nirvana had made it, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. Once you're getting parodied by Weird Al, you're doing something right. Yeah. Um. The thing that stands out to me the most about this song. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect say. this like... at all. <laughs> <laughs> the other 15 songs mm-hmm. are like just, what am I trying to say? Bad is about being bad and fat is about being fat. Sure. So he, you know, just takes the same music and it's just a different Like a thing. different concept. Gangster's Paradise, Amish Paradise. It's right. two different things. Smells Like Nirvana, he's making fun of the song. Right. Smells Like Teen Spirit. Right. He's and, literally like, and Nirvana. And I don't know what they're saying. And grunge. That's true. As a whole. Yeah, this later is on completely he says like, different. He says like, we're Nirvana, buy our album. Is like, yeah. Um, that's a good point. I hadn't considered it like that. This is completely different than any of the other 15 songs in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Yeah. And I mean, I liked it. And 
who gives a shit what I think? Kurt Cobain liked it. So, <laughs> you know, he's doing something, right? Yeah. yeah um, I, I know that I said earlier that there's two songs on this list that I know the words to the Weird Al songs. And, and this is the other one. It's <laughs> Saga Begins and this one. And um, I think maybe one of the reasons that I do know the words to this song is because it's about the song. Yeah. And um, whenever Smells Like Teen Spirit comes on, I always sing, and I don't know what we're saying, because I don't know <laughs> yeah. what they are saying. Well, that's like, that's <laughs> not, I mean, that honestly sounds like something I would do. Because mm-hmm. I'm bad at lyrics, mm-hmm. but I'm great at like knowing the the melodies of the songs. Mm-hmm. So I'll like just I put want in... you to want me. Yeah, cheap trick. You guys got to hear. Well, yeah. I mean that's that that's different, but that's just because I don't know one <laughs> section of the words. I know the words before and after, but that middle section, and I refuse to learn. But like uh, you know, other songs that I don't know the words to, mm-hmm. or even songs that I do know the words to, mm-hmm. as long as I have the beat and the melody and all these things. I can put in my own words, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's kind of what he did to this one instead of doing his whole own story. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. I don't know why more of them aren't like that or or why just this one exists. I I don't know. Are there there other songs in his catalog that you can think of that are like that? Off the top of my head, no. I mean, no. I mean, so so let's... I mean, so... Also, for people who haven't listened to Weird Al, I'm not expecting everyone to like go and like dive deep into it. He has a series <laughs> usually on every album. He has a polka, um, which mm-hmm. unsurprisingly are not listed in this particular <laughs> tournament. Um, but those, I mean, so it, it's it's not at all like that smells like Nirvana. But what those are is he'll like take pop like snippets of popular songs and sing them in the polka polka style and it's like they're all Mm. mashed up back to back that's the only other time i can think about it because he's singing the actual lyrics for those songs in those polkas he's not making fun of them but he's playing it behind a completely different backdrop and they usually are all like in the same genre so he has one that's all like 90s r&b and he has one that's all like punk rock and stuff like that so other than other than the 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 polkas from every album, I think that this is his only one where he's like directly addressing the artist that made it in the actual lyrics, which mm-hmm. is unusual. Yeah. yeah. It is unusual. Well, with all that being said, we're all taking Smells Like Nirvana to go through. Definitely. Yeah. Our final matchup of the opening round, the six-seeded Fat versus the 11-seeded I Lost on Jeopardy. Uh, Fat, as I just mentioned, is a parody of Bad by Michael Jackson. And I Lost on Jeopardy is a parody of the song Jeopardy Uh by the Greg Kinn Band. Yeah. Either of you ever hear the Greg Kinn Band? (laughs) I've heard the song Jeopardy, but I had no idea it was by that band. So we're all learning something. So Greg Kinn, when I was growing up, was the local morning DJ on... The um, on my local rock and roll station, 98.5 K Fox. Get out of town. I will not get out of town. So every year, every year, uh, the big K Fox concert, you know, the big summer concert where they get like four or five bands or whatever, that was called the Kinsert. And (laughs) and the Greg Kin band would always be one of the bands in the in the lineup. Wow. So concert experience, baby. I've seen Greg Kin. That's crazy. And I've seen Jeopardy live. It, it, you know, it feels like a very Bay Area band to me because, you know, he was so integral into my relationship with growing up. And like, mm-hmm. as as Nia knows, my parents love classic rock. It's pretty much all I listened to growing up. And 98.5 K Fox was just about the only radio station I listened to for about, you know, 20 years or whatever. That and KMBR 680 listening to the Giants. Go Giants. Go Giants. Go Giants. Um, that's so interesting. I had never heard. I've never heard the song Jeopardy. So, but you have Teddy, and obviously you have Trent. Our love's in jeopardy, exactly. baby. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, there you go. For, for I think it's a similar thing for me, where it's just like I hear it on the. I've heard it on the radio every once in a while on like those mm-hmm. those like classic rock stations that are still out there yeah. playing all that, and so you just like hear it. I'm like. Oh, that's that song that Weird Al did Jeopardy off of, or I Lost in Jeopardy mm-hmm. off of, and um, yeah. that's the only relationship I have to it. But man, that's 
that's highly in depth between smells like i don't know which story i like more you're like background on smells like nirvana or the fact that you're f familiar with the guy who made the song jeopardy that's great great kin band shoreline amphitheater the concert do you guys think that weird al did jeopardy justice the song jeopardy justice with yeah. i lost on jeopardy he found the groove yeah. the groove is there it's a great groove yeah. it's an awesome song i i would even say musically mm -hmm. at least of the 16 songs that i listened to he did all of them justice mm -hmm. Musi musically mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like he is a he's a brilliant musician yeah. as we've already said yes um and he's funny unimaginative according <laughs> according to flea, to flea but but, but no no ju no just that one song is on uh, you know, the other ones are good <laughs> uh i lost on jeopardy peaked at number 81 on the charts mm -hmm. fat peaked only at 99 but it won the best concept music video at the Grammys. And, okay, Teddy knows this about me because Teddy was straight up around when I was obsessed with Bad by Michael Jackson, the album. Yeah. Um, which was our sophomore year of college. Yeah. And in between our sophomore and junior year. Um, first of all, I just want to say that Bad is on Weird Al's, Weird Al's album called Even Worse, which is very funny. Yeah. That's, no, that's, that's literally the, the reason why the album is called that. Because it's the <laughs> the album cover he's making fun of. Yes. It's, it's the whole thing. It's so funny. Um, but the bad music video is like classic MJ. It's like 17 minutes long. It is a short film. It's like his most ambitious music video. I think maybe people would say Thriller is, but I think he would, if he were alive today, would say that bad was his magnum opus. And that's why Weird Al's fat was because it is a shot for shot remake of the bad video <laughs> which is like incredible um fat extremely important to my in my childhood i know the words to that song as well um your butt is wide i don't know i love it yeah. i i think it'll go through but that's because i have more of a connection to it I feel like you're both going to say I lost on Jeopardy. Yes, yeah, so I have a more, a stronger connection to sure. the, the great kin band. Teddy, what do you think? I think Fat's going to win. I think, I think, you know, having, I think the MJ effect is, is real. And I think, yeah. Um, and something we haven't really talked about because it is an audio medium, but um, yeah, he's really, really big into music videos. So, like, if there is a Weird Al song yeah. in here that you have, like, really resonated with and, like, check it out, there's probably a, or a music video for it. Um, and mm -hmm. he, he went on to, like, he produced other artists' music videos. I think he, like, produced some music videos for, like, the Ben Folds Five, um, mm. among other well-known artists. So his, his videos are usually, like, primo and very similarly funny to his music. I, I, I just think that the, the well-known aspect of, of fat is going to push it through. Whether that means it'll beat Smells Like Nirvana, mm, I don't know. Another little tiny yeah. rise. I, I like I Lost on Jeopardy better than fat. Mm -hmm. I think fat will win, and I think fat will beat Smells Like Nirvana. Mm. I just like fat to me is like something that's in the culture more mm -hmm. or something I had heard of more. Um, before coming into this, like, I I think fat is the only thing on the right side of the bracket that could give white and nerdy a, a run for its money. Wow. I don't. I personally don't <laughs> care about it. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. Like I said, I think smells like Nirvana is much more interesting. White and nerdy is just better than fat. I think. Um, but I I think people like Nia love fat, and it will push the root so yeah. to speak okay i i would love for smells like nirvana to beat it but I, fat would be my prediction okay for what you people are gonna do <laughs> <laughs> okay um i'm gonna take smells like nirvana all the way through to this region and then i think that white and nerdy will beat it in the in the on the right side that's my prediction i think hmm I think the, the the almost certain fat versus smells like Nirvana is really a toss up for me. I'm like staring at it on my screen and I'm like <clears throat> mm. having a hard time. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I think that is like a total toss up. 
Um, mm. But I, I think there's no doubt that one of those two is going to be against White and Nerdy, and I really don't think that they're going to topple it. I think it's going to be, I think White and Nerdy is going to be in the finals. Okay. A very, a very well deserved number two seed. So, Nia and I both have the matchup of White and Nerdy versus the Saga Begins, mm-hmm. and Teddy has the matchup of White and Nerdy versus Amish Paradise. Oh. Tough. I like Teddy's matchup more than ours. <laughs> but, um, hmm. I'll start. Yeah, you go. Give me the saga begins. <laughs> Easy. People love Weird Al. People love Star Wars. It's a pop culture <laughs> mashup, baby. Here we go. A lot think... of folks were croaking. <laughs> Battle droids were broken. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> But, I um, think White and Nerdy will win in my <clears throat> matchup. The whole thing. Yeah. White and Nerdy. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Amish Paradise for the for the whole Ooh, thing. I, think I love I'm gonna, that. I really I really I, I really do. I think it's it's his funniest one, especially. I think something that a lot of his songs have going for them is the like, the juxtaposition between, the original subject matter and his subject matter you know, white and nerdy being a good example, but I think Amish Paradise versus Gangster's Paradise really, really highlights that a lot. And I think yeah. that's what makes it uh, a real classic. So I'm going to go Amish Paradise for the whole thing. All right. Um, I, I don't think we mentioned this earlier, but Amish Paradise peaked at number 53 on the charts, and Coolio originally denied permission for Weird Al to use a song, correct? Yes. Uh, but he said it was a dumb decision, and he wishes someone on his team had stopped him from denying it, and he thinks the song is funny. Which Coolio, is so you Coolio. fool! <laughs> he, uh, he also collects Coolio. royalties from it, so, like, uh, he's probably okay with it. Yeah. Um, I actually, yeah, so initially I was like, okay, like, I, I was wondering if um, Amish Paradise or Gangsta's Paradise had more listens on Spotify. Mm. Um, did you guys look into those numbers? Wow. Which one do you think has more? Amish. Yeah, based yeah. on the way you're saying this, I think Amish Paradise. So that's exactly what I was thinking. Amish Paradise, 25 million views. Gangsta's Paradise, 730 million views. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> the hell? I was, I was, I was very shocked. Personally, then, honestly, honestly, I feel like the the song on the 16 that has the best chance of the Weird Al song being more streamed than the original song is I Lost on Jeopardy because, <laughs> you know. Because Jeopardy is not streamed, you think? Yeah, well, no. I don't think the Greg Kin Band is getting streamed a ton <laughs> compared to Weird Al. Yeah. A, Just a guess. I don't know. I don't it seems know. like, it seems like a very Kin solid take. He's great. He's great. <laughs> um, okay, so that wraps it up. Teddy thinks the five-seated Amish Paradise will win. Nia has the two-seated white and nerdy, mm-hmm. and I have the Cinderella 13-seated <laughs> The Saga Begins. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> voting for this tournament will go as such. Opening round voting takes place on Monday, October 18th. Quarterfinal voting will be on Tuesday, October 19th. Semifinal voting will be on Wednesday, October 20th. And finals voting will be on Thursday, October 21st, with the winner being revealed on a brand new episode of the podcast on Friday, October 22nd, or any date after that when you choose to listen to it. If you would like to vote, there are a couple ways you can get to the Vote Center. Uh, first of all, in the notes of this episode, there are uh, there is a link to vote. Um, or you can follow us across all of our social media at the Turney Pod. We post the link to vote there every day. Or finally, you can go to our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash the-turney-pod. There is a vote now button. Click on that. That'll take you to the vote center. Like we always say, once you get to the vote center, just bookmark that bad boy. That way you know where it is all the time. Uh, <laughs> easy to get to, easy to vote, fun and easy. Um, and yeah, and... Like we said, Nia has compiled a uh, companion playlist of the 16 songs for you to listen to. Mm -hmm. I've listened to it. Teddy's listened to it. (laughs) Nia's listened to it. We're rocking. We're rolling. It's a good time. Like I said, it's only an hour, so you can blast through that and then get your votes in. Mm -hmm. Um, Or just vote blindly, you know? Do whatever you want to do. I think that's it in terms of logistics. Yeah, I think so, too. Great. covered it all. You're good at that. 
Yeah, I'm just out here trying to do my best, you know. <laughs> Teddy, any any parting words? Any final thoughts? Oh man, uh, what 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 a joy this has been. I I, I appreciate you guys for having me on. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and you know I'm looking forward to you guys maybe getting some insights about like people's relationships with Weird Al, whether we are like total outliers for yeah. listening to him as much as we did, or if we were getting like a flood of people being like, yes, he was, he is like the sound of my childhood, which is just, yeah. I, I really cannot say that, that like, that is a hundred percent what he was for me. So it's a, he's an important topic on my end and I hope everyone makes it a nice tight race. <laughs> yeah. As, as Teddy mentioned, if you, if you want to reach out to us, Please DM us across any of our social media at the Turning Pod and just be like Teddy's not alone. Or you can send us an email at the Tournament Podcast at gmail.com. Just let Teddy know he's not alone out there. Or honestly, I guess let me is, let me know if I am alone. It's uh, yeah. Let let, <laughs> let 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 us know if if we're not alone because I'm not going to feel yeah. bad about it. Um, I'll probably feel kind of special actually as being one of his yeah. like, top fans. So that's kind of cool. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's exciting, but. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I, I I can't wait to see how this all turns out. Me too. I'm really excited. I'm glad that I I'm glad that we talked to, got to talk about this. I feel like some of the stuff that we talk about is like, or most of the stuff I think is like things that I'm very into right now as a as a fully formed adult. Oh. And this was like a nice return to like a a home. The days of yesteryear. Yes. Yeah. He. I mean, he really like. I, so many of my moments listening to Weird Al are like in my home's garage in our, my dad's minivan. Like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, when yeah. we had a minivan, like it just like, I don't know. It made me happy. Yeah. I'll say this to close it out and to bring Weird Al into the modern times. Mm-hmm. If you want to see Weird Al in a couple <laughs> guest appearances, oh yeah, a show that Nia and I cannot recommend highly enough would be work in progress on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a show created by Chicago improviser Abby McEnany, who and, is incredible. And has many of our friends are in the show. Yes, some well. great Chicago and work cameos. on the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Weird Al pops up in a couple episodes. Yeah. It's we a, will not spoil how. But it's, it's a great it's, show. It's good. How it's a great show that. outside of the Weird Al of it. So if mm-hmm. that's something you're interested in, you know, a little half hour dark comedy on Showtime. Check it out. It's great. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Any final thoughts, Nia? Nope. Teddy? <clears throat> no. Me? No. Okay, Trip. great. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us on this journey, journey called, called Turny. Turny. And, remember, and remember, may the thing with the most votes win. Wow, we said that together. Yeah, I did it on purpose. Good job. Thanks for listening to the Tournament Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. A five-star rating or a positive review is helpful and appreciated, too. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at TheTourneyPod. You can email us at thetournamentpodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash the-tourney-pod. The Tournament Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash thetridentnetwork. The Tournament Podcast is edited by Nia D'Amelio. The theme music was also composed by Nia D'Amelio. Tune in Friday to find out what won the best Weird Al song tournament.